0: Okay, so that which gets praised gets repeated. You're listening to the Hardwood Hustle, brought to you by pgc Basketball. Thank you for tuning in. You're listening to the Hardwood Hustle broadcasting here at Emmanuel College down in Georgia. I'm your host Adam Bradley, alongside TJ Rosine. Today, we're going to be talking about a powerful communication practice that could help you as a coach significantly. But before we do, let's say a quick shout out to our friends, Hustlers. We've got some things you don't want to miss. Kyle McVeigh, who answered correctly on this week's Hustler Trivia that we threw out on Twitter, the question was, what number did TJ Rosine wear in college, and who was it inspired after? The correct answer, which Kyle answered, was number four after Chris Weber. Make sure you check us out on Twitter, at Hardwood underscore Hustle. Each week, we throw out a trivia question to see who knows their Hustler knowledge. So let's jump into today's communication tip from Team Snap. This is a great reminder from PGC. If you're struggling with communication within your team, focus on these three things. It's very simple, very easy to remember, and easy to implement with your team. Focus on saying names, encouragement, and reminders. Let me repeat. Communicate names, encouragement, and reminders. So often we yell out to our players, hey, we need to communicate, we need to communicate, and if the players aren't quite sure what to communicate, start there. Say, listen, everyone, communicate names. Let's hear everyone's names. Let's encourage one another and let's give them reminders, reminders of assignments, reminders of responsibilities. Those are three great places to start to help your team be a better communicating team today. Thanks to our friends over at TeamSnap. Make sure you check out TeamSnap.com backslash hustle to learn more about the communication app, Serving over 15 million people across the globe. That's TeamSnap.com/backslash/hustle. All right, TJ. For anyone that listens to the show, knows I'm a big fan of Carl Lentz. He's a pastor of Hillsong New York. We had him as a guest year a couple of years ago on the Hardwood Hustle, and just recently he released a book called "Own the Moment," and had a chance to, to pick up a copy, audio copy, and listen to the audio book. And- A lot of nuggets, a lot of powerful little takeaways throughout the entire book. I I certainly suggest and recommend you checking it out. But there was one thing in particular that got my attention, stopped me in my tracks, Mm -hmm. had me rewind it a couple times just to make sure I fully got it, took the notes, have talked about it a handful of times since. And I think it's so powerful from a coach's perspective to grasp this. It is a powerful communication practice that if you put into play – can can help you in your communication with your players. Here's what it is, TJ. The challenge that, that Carl laid out, and I absolutely love it. As a coach or as a person, doesn't matter, to go from a process of reacting mm-hmm. in situations and then reflecting and then falling into a place of regret. So there's a sequence that tends to happen with coaches, with people in general. They something happens, they react, mm-hmm. right? And say boom, they just jump at it. Right. Then they reflect, hmm, how to I handle that? What should I have done? And then it leads to regret. Yeah. Man, I shouldn't have done that, man. I need to go back and apologize. There's always this process. React, reflect, regret. But working and intentionally trying to get to a place where you can move to reflect, respond, rejoice. Mm-hmm. That if you can build in that buffer, build in that gap, that delay that allows you to quickly – process it reflect how should i handle this situation how should i respond think for a second then respond you end up landing in a place of rejoicing because things went well yeah so but but so often if we look this react then reflect oh, then regret yeah is so common yeah you know what though i i mean I'm gonna ask
1: you. I got a question for you because I'm trying to play this out. There's no doubt the first one um, I've lived out many a times. Okay, like Hey join the club. Yeah, so I've, I've reacted and you know I've reflected and then I've uh, what's the final Re- one? Regretted. <laughs> regretted. There's no doubt. <laughs> yeah. I think I did that last night in our game actually. So <laughs> I've I've played this out that scenario out many times. Here's the thing that it's really hard about this, and and I I see this like when we teach at PGC and we're. Teaching, you know, coaches how to have more impact, and players how to have the right attitude, and teaching that mistake response, first that mistake reaction. I see it play out in that same scenario. The thing that's really crazy about the game of basketball, specifically, is it happens so fast, you know. And and I think the more serious it becomes, like so, when you get into high school basketball, and you know, you, you get into college basketball, and so on and so on. Everything is um, so in the moment, you know. Like you might never never get that moment back. And so there's this fine line that you have to draw in a coaching of being in the moment, like being present, being with your team, uh, being emotionally invested in what's going on that can sometimes, you know, especially – as you're younger, I think as I've matured, I've gotten better at this, but still far from you know perfect at it. But I think there's that, that time when basketball happens so fast and the player comes off and you got to fix it and now you've got a minute to respond. That part of reflecting first is not the easiest thing to do for a coach. Now, I agree, it's a, better, it's a good practice to try and grow into, but there's so many decisions that have to be made on the fly um, that I, I think that uh, you're going to have to be super intentional to reflect first.
0: Now, would you say, because I agree with with that but i feel like you're speaking more towards the game okay Mm -hmm. in the midst of the game Game, action okay that if you're honest with yourself the time you spend with your team i'd say in game time is probably 15 percent, maybe Mm -hmm. okay when you really stop and think about time that you're spending with players in your office in the locker room in practice on side conversations so you're absolutely right in the heat of the moment yes this is very very difficult but when you look at the majority of your communication as a coach, so much more goes beyond just the game, okay? And in fact, if you can maybe put this practice into place in other areas, it may actually produce a better product on the game because maybe your relationships, maybe your instruction would be enhanced off the court, helping you on the court, possibly. But when you're honest, TJ A lot of your communication, the majority of it, is happening off the court. Yeah, absolutely. All right, and in more slower moments where you actually have time to put this in play.
1: Yeah, I think think that's where it's good to schedule meetings with players, be intentional about getting to those meetings because you've had time to reflect on what you're going to say. you know, in that meeting, when you get to that that scenario, but I I think uh, as I've gotten older, I've become better at this. Like for instance, like I know how you can feel in the locker room. So last night we had a game. I was I was upset. It's been a while that I've been this upset. But the first thing I started out with is guys, I want you to know that there's a lot more important things than the game of basketball, and I love you deeply. But now let me tell you about our basketball team. <laughs> you know, that's what I said. So let me let me there to separate the two. And so before it would have it would have been. Just rip right into what was going on, and then there would have been some regret and some things that I would have said, so I think um, one place I see coaches make that mistake specifically in the game of basketball, but I think in every sport is um, half times and um, and po- and post game scenarios. Dick davenzio used to always say uh, have your have your post game speech ready." When there's two minutes left on the clock, Mm -hmm. because you know thirty-eight minutes or whatever started going, yeah, and so that gives you the time to reflect on what you're going to say, and it plays out in that scenario. But you're right; Um, you could definitely, even if we were to throw out the other ten or fifteen percent, eighty-five percent of your coaching could be lived out in reflection. And
0: TJ, when I'm looking at some of the best coaches, I feel like there's a constant processing. That's yeah. taking place in their head. Mm-hmm. You know, you can kind of see it. They're walking to the tunnel. There's this n- nonstop motor that's going yeah. in their mind. And, and that's part of them reflecting. That's part of them building in and building a habit of having a buffer in their mind where, yes, my emotions are high right now, but I want to reflect. I need to quickly reflect based on my past experiences, based on my current circumstances, and based on my future hopes and dreams. Mm-hmm. All right, what would be the best thing for me to do in this moment? Yeah. Okay, because I, I don't think coaches want to live in a place of regret, and and I don't think you know coaches never want to move things backwards. But sometimes when we react, we're actually setting ourselves back. You yeah. know, we've got to be careful. And I heard this recently. I think it's so powerful. Coaches give your players the gift of being slow to speak. Think about that. Coaches, give your players the gift of being slow to speak. Be that coach that's willing to listen, that's willing to reflect, that's willing to process and then respond. And then through that process, rejoice in the outcome that's created through that process. You know, a more enhanced communication, a better relationship, less regret. I just see it. This is something that kind of hit me because. I see coaches flipping out, right? Yeah. And and it's not just in game settings, right? It's halftime. It's it's even in moments in practice. Um, it's even moments when players are walking into the locker room because they forgot their jersey, you know, or forgot their socks or something that's just frustrating to a coach. Yeah. And then it's boom, a reaction. Mm-hmm. And this man, I probably shouldn't have. I probably yeah. shouldn't have approached that player You're like right, that. You're right. And then they regret, and then they go back and say, <sighs> Hey, you know, I'm sorry for sorry for jumping on you. You, you, you got to remember, but I shouldn't have done that.
1: Yeah. No. But but it plays out. I mean, I'll be honest with you. There's a lot of times when I, you know, you, you look. At, so let, let, I'm, I'm gonna get raw and real about this. Okay, oh. look at look. Everyone
0: you, listening, he just moves the edge of his seat <laughs> on the, this one.
1: <laughs> you look at, you look at the intensity of a Mike Shishetsky, Nick Saban, Tom Izzo, right. There, There is this thing, like, I, I really believe that, you know, we have a much bigger calling and coaching than just winning a game or building a product. But I also don't think you have to to get rid of one. Like, there's a level of intensity in certain situations where things need to happen right now. You know, and so, for every young person, like we want to have patience with them, we want to see them grow over time, whatever, but at the end of the day, <clears throat> there are occasions where you know this is the third time they've walked out to practice without their shoes tied. this is their whatever you know, and there are moments where you know, like our own children, we want to teach them whatever, but there are moments when you you think, you know what okay, no that that's not going to happen right now you you've done this, we've asked you twice, and now the sense of urgency goes up. And I do think there are a lot of moments like that in coaching, where there the I'm not saying that uh, maybe the reflection is just slightly shorter, you know, where it's not a it's not a 30 second or a three minute or whatever, it's a 10 second. You know what? Does this need to happen right now? Sure. And I've had that with my own children, just in parenting. And I think there are times when that does have to happen.
0: But it, I'd almost argue that there's there's reflection in advance of those moments. Yeah. You know, that there may be some reflection after a second incident, you know, where you've already thought in your head, you've done some reflection, anticipating what's to come. So when it does come, it may feel like a reaction, but it's actually a response. Yeah. Because you've already thought it through. You've already calculated it. You've already prepared for it. And now it's a lot more strategic. And you do respond okay and it is pretty aggressive because it warrants it but you're able to still rejoice in the fact that you've calculated it so you're not just flying off the cuff yeah i, I, don't, I don't i wouldn't imagine no no and it, i mean it's probably a little bit more calculated
1: I mean, yeah more calculated I, I i think to be truthful you know one of the things i'm calculated about is curse words you know like i don't i don't curse very much at my players doesn't happen very often i try never to d- curse directly at somebody and really it's 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 less than one percent of my vocabulary and, and the amount of time I use it but there are occasionally times when I strategically bring it out and they they're to know that the whole mode and mood has changed you know and uh, and I even talk to them about that you know on how to use better language and how to actually use certain words for emphasis at different times and I don't promote it and I and I get it and I know I'm, a, I'm a, at a Christian college and I'm a Christian coach and you know all that and I, I I get where some people have some conflict with that but if we're being truthful there are times when you know, maybe once every two weeks, maybe once every month where I do let one go, but it's strategic. It's never of, um, of a moment of insanity. It's more of, hey, here's the point of emphasis that needs to be made. And you can see them kind of jolt up a little bit but i think that comes out of reflection too as i'm reflecting on this is a moment where everything needs to be elevated to a whole nother level
0: you know i've heard of stories coaches or from from coaches where they stay up stayed up all night just kicking themselves over things they've said to their players you know snapping at them and jumping at them i'm sure if you think back to your career there's things that you've said and and you went too hard on a player and and you really regretted it yeah right and and i think and officials and and, and, yeah. yeah and officials and and I think, you know, a lot of what we, we and try bosses. to do. <laughs> there you go. You know, I think a lot of what we try to do in the Harwood Hustle is light up your conscious. Yeah. You know, get you thinking, right? Because mm-hmm. you're right, TJ. There's going to be moments in games where things happen, split second, and it's almost impossible to re- reflect before we respond. But, but, coaches, can we begin to build the habit where this becomes such a part of our practice where we're reflecting before responding to the point where we reduce our. Our blow-up reactions by eighty percent. You know, you know what I mean. Like, can we start cutting it down? You know, we talk about like cutting down turnovers by twenty percent. Could you cut down your outburst reactions by twenty percent by trying to intentionally develop a habit like this? That's the type of stuff that gets you moving in the right direction. Yeah, it saves you a lot. I mean, it's the same thing with your
1: emails, right? I mean, kind of the same process where people just read an email, shoot something back rather than taking time to think about it. I think that uh, a lot of us have a lot more regret from shooting from the hip than from reflecting, right? And most of the time when we reflect, we give a, a more a thought Thoughtful and thought out answer, and and uh, we don't have that same level of regret. It feels awful. Yeah, I mean, you've been. We've all been there. It yeah. feels bad when you do that thing. I mean, if anyone's
0: know. married, listening to this, uh, you, then you know, you, you know, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, that's why we're called to be quick to listen, slow to speak. Right? Yeah. Quick to listen, slow to speak. And and I, I really do. Just in my own personal life, you know, the people that I admire most, those mentors in my life, they tend to master this. Mm-hmm. They they tend to have this this delay. And it's not a delay like they can't keep up, but it's a delay that, like, I'm going to make sure what I communicate has been thought about first, yeah. right? It's just yep. this slow wisdom, you know, that we try to capture. And, you know, in the busyness and craziness of, of the game, let's have this be a reminder that's front and center coaches, right, to, to really work on our reaction versus What is the uh, process again, say it again? So just, just to remind, to go from a process of reacting uh reflecting, and then regretting, Mm -hmm. and moving to a place of reflecting, responding, rejoicing. Yeah, I like that. So hopefully this helped you, coaches. Appreciate you listening. Uh, As always, we'd love for you to kind of share this on social and help spread the word for us. Um, I am Adam. He is TJ. Together we are the Hardwood Hustle. Till next time, we're out.